Shout out Sniper T on the beat. Tamara to the break of dawn is on the rise with life on the forefront of the mind. So line for line, you can ride this brain train and you can change your station without even touching the dial. So relax, stay a little bit, but listen for a while. And whether you're bumping this in the whip or in a business fit, it's a meeting you won't want to miss. A meeting for a meal to feed the soul with words for the mind. So sit back, enjoy the ride, time to take off, it's time to fly, cause Tamara till the break of dawn is on the rise. Hey, 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 y'all. It's me, Tamra. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Studio audience, y'all y'all really just... <laughs> I love when y'all act right, because sometimes y'all get on here and act like y'all don't know what y'all talking about or what y'all supposed to do when y'all supposed to do it. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, welcome to the show. To all my new listeners, new episodes drop every Thursday, so make sure y'all come back through. I generally talk about my life and how I'm trying to grow I have special guests this Thursday, today. Yeah, I have special guests today. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. All my regular supporters, y'all already know what it is. Y'all know I can't talk and I'll be messing up on my words all the time. But y'all still come back anyway, and I love it. So if you're not, you should totally be following me on social media. The link to that is in the episode notes. And then you should also like subscribe to my YouTube because it literally, like I say every week, costs zero dollars to subscribe. And that's a great way to support. There's a lot of different content on there outside of just podcast stuff. So y'all just go ahead and get into it. Let's see announcements. Um, I'm sure we're going to do a podcast happy hour this month. I don't know when, I don't know who's hosting it, but be on the lookout for that. Uh, I think that's it. So I have two guests that I will more officially introduce in a second, but y'all welcome Myron Pierce hey, and hey. Charles Byers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These what up, are what up? my homies. I really love introducing non, like people that I didn't meet in the podcast community to the yeah. podcast community because I know dope people in real life. So, and I'm not saying y'all aren't dope. Y'all know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, y'all know what I mean. Yeah. So I love bringing the people that I've known forever that have been a part of different phases of my journey to the show. Uh, y'all know the title. So you kind of will hear a lot about the dope stuff they're doing. But before we get into that, and I don't think I've ever done a I saw a tweet segment with two people. So this is actually there's just a lot of new things happening <laughs> this episode that is super cool. So for y'all uh, that don't know what it is, basically, I be on the Twitter. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite place to network. When I see a tweet that either I feel like goes along with the show that I'm doing and or I just want to talk about it or sometimes when I see my guest tweets that are kind of out there I'm like oh okay let's <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about it I didn't do y'all like that <laughs> I didn't do y'all like that you know what I'm saying <laughs> but I felt like this tweet that I found is a great topic for us to discuss because it's a good segue and I feel like y'all would be kind of experts on this and maybe be able to add to it. So the tweet says, disciplined consistency and determination are all you need to become successful. So that's it. You don't need nothing else. Would y'all, <laughs> hey, that's what they said. You know what I'm saying? So would y'all agree with that? Would you add to it? Um, I know y'all got some input because y'all really, encourage a lot of people with your content so yeah what are your thoughts go ahead bro you say you take the yeah take it first so mr johnny here mind <laughs> ampli mind amplifier um i think it's easy to take okay here, here's what i say for johnny that may be correct and, mm. and for me that's correct but when you think about all you need to become successful, like uh, the one thing I don't see is money. Like mm. you, you need money. Cash flow is king. And so if now 
I would say the more disciplined you are and consistent and determined in what you're called to do, yeah, like that's going to increase your life. You're going to you're going to become better. Yeah. Um, but I think there are many more ingredients to success. Mm. All right, okay. Charles. So I, I think when we talk about like successful, uh, it will like would be like a category. Like at the end, at the end of what Myron said is like, what are we defining success with? Because I think like when we talk about hard work, discipline, consistency, and determination is I, I agree hundred percent. Like I get that there's a lot more like dynamics to it. But I think like the outline of it would be like disciplining yourself, making sure that you're like just right on the right track. Consistency, you got to keep going. And then determination, like what are you doing it for? Like to me, that's like that's solid foundation. Um, so I do agree, but it's a lot, a lot more to it. But if we did not like define the success as like hard work, I will I would agree with this 100 percent. I would add kind of like focus and knowing your why and I love that you said the piece about defining what success is because that looks different for everybody right but I think as you're working towards whatever any goal you know what I'm saying and I know y'all know as entrepreneurs you're gonna have so many things that are gonna try to distract you from achieving your goal and also if you forget why you're doing what you're doing when you have those frustrating moments those setbacks or whatever you might not overcome them if you don't remember why you did what you did you know right. what i'm saying so really but good. i i do agree though that this is a good skeleton <laughs> for success yeah. you know what i'm saying it's a good yeah, foundation sure. but yeah i love what y'all added to it and yeah so guys here we are on the show um i wanted to have these gentlemen on like i said these are my friends i've known them gosh for a long time yeah. <laughs> like for a long time yeah myron and i excuse me pastor myron pierce let's my, get into myron, it myron you call me myron <laughs> on the okay. on the on the screen it says myron pierce you right you right my you're mama right. gave me Okay, okay. Um, but he and I used to do youth ministry together. So he's one of the pastors that I've served under to do youth ministry. Um, and then Charles, I guess Hope Center is, but I wasn't working. It's so many, it's so funny how many people I met at Hope Center before I was even yeah. working there, just going there to visit my friends that work there and you know, being connected to uh, Ty and Terry. And so it's like, I, that's where I met you, but it was way before I was even working there. Yeah, it's like, we're like 10, we're like 10 deep. Oh, definitely. That's definitely. what I'm saying. It's like, we got some time. Yeah, like. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, me and Myron, too, we definitely, yeah. uh, I feel like I started at Bridge, was it 08 or 09? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 09. Yeah, yeah. So like we we got over a decade in this thing, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. So that's how I met them. Um, and so the reason I wanted to have them come on the Jack of All Trades episode is because, as you guys have heard me say, it's someone who I feel masters many different things. So it's not that they don't master anything. It's that they master so many different things. And that's why they're able to do so many different things, make waves in many different ways. And these two gentlemen are two that I've known and just kind of been watching them online. So we haven't talked in real life in a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's mainly been social media and I've just kind of been watching what they've been doing separately, but then seeing them come together collectively is why they're both on the show for this particular episode. And so even though he doesn't have pastor on there, he is a pastor. So we'll start <laughs> with Byron. That's how I met him. Um, he's an author. He's the founder of Shift Omaha, which he'll tell us more about that. So those are a few of the things he's doing. He's doing, um, and then Charles is the owner and CEO of Integrity Cleaning Service, and just somebody that I've watched 
pretty much every goal that I've ever seen him set, he's accomplished, like, mm -hmm. as I've known him. So it's been really dope to see that. Really cool to see him stepping out on his own. And so together with that, on that whole owning your own business or own the pond, as mm -hmm. they say, they founded, they are the co-founders of Own the Pond Apparel and... Y'all, on the pond podcast is coming. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Coming, coming. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. definitely had to have them come on here because I mean, look at all they're doing. But also, these are two men who have a lot of wisdom and a lot of um, just heart to share with other people, put people on game and not just they rise up. Like they're really about empowering people and, you know, paying it forward and all that good stuff. And so, yeah, definitely welcome officially. Come on, studio yeah, appreciate audience. It. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That, sound like a, that sound like a toilet, Tamara. Hey, man. Watch what out. No, no, no. I would clap. They, they clap for me. <laughs> Maybe that was somebody in my bathroom. Yeah, they clap for me. Maybe. Bro. Hold on. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, <laughs> you know yeah so um oh. we appreciate y'all studio audience don't don't go away <laughs> no, <we're real. laughs> me y'all <laughs> i love it i love it yeah so man i guess we'll start with myron so you when i met you you were one of the pastor i mean you're still a pastor but he was one of the pastors at the church that we were at at that time and so even then i've always seen you have a side hustle you know what i'm saying i've never yeah. seen you own not to say only pastoring is wrong for those for those of that y'all that do that but every close every pastor that i've been close to like even my brother they'll usually have something else they're doing to kind of like supplement income. But I see it a little differently with you because it's, it's like you're a pastor, but you're, you're, it's not like you're a pastor who has a side hustle. It's, and it's not like you're an entrepreneur who's a side hustle mm. pastor either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I see you equally pour into both of these things and do both really well. What kind of motivated you to become so passionate about entrepreneurship rather than just getting the traditional nine to five? Because I do see pastors that do that too, that'll work a nine to five and you know, all that. So what kind of made you go that route? Well, so I've always been an entrepreneur. Right. And so yeah. when we think about when we say the word entrepreneur, what do we mean? Typically, people think we mean somebody who, who owns a business um, that that has a caveat to it. But at the end of the day, entrepreneur is somebody who solves problems. Mm. And so and, and as I and as you solve problems that create value for others, they see the inherent responsibility Right. To, right. to match that value. And so I'm so glad you made that distinction because there are people who may be a pastor and they have a side hustle. That's the mindset they had. I think for me along the way, what I've discovered is that different people have different capacities. Some have a capacity to to lead one thing or start one thing, engineer one thing. Others maybe double the capacity and maybe even more. And so for me, I, I've been on the journey of recognizing that that God is giving me capacity. And so when he's and if he's giving you a measure of capacity, then we have the responsibility to steward what we're gifted in, what we're passionate about and what we're skilled, skilled in doing. And so it's been a it's been a journey for me to embrace that. I'm not a pastor with a side hustle. I'm actually a problem solver. And I get to demonstrate how I solve problems on different platforms, you know. And so for me, the why behind any platform that God has given me is simply I'm called to inspire hope in every single person that I meet. And if I'm doing that in the marketplace, great. If I'm doing that by shepherding and pastoring people, great. I love it. 
I love it. Sounds good, bro. The problem solver part is is key. I love that. Real quick, because you said this before we started, and I wanna I wanna hear your distinction or the difference between a Renaissance man and a jack of all trades. Because he, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I want to hear it because I use this title. And I had to do a little bit of investigating on what a jack of all trades actually truly is, because as I've said, I don't subscribe. I never subscribe to it, meaning, oh, you're mastering none, because everyone that I've seen <laughs> as a jack of all trades outside of myself, like you master something and then you can add to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Renaissance man, that makes me think of the paintings, you know, like back yeah. in the day. <laughs> so what's your, like, what's the difference for you to where you so, lean so, towards yeah. that? So, you know, people, people, I'm, I'm glad you're clarifying your definition because I think that matters because when people, people customarily think like jack of all trades means that you're just hopping from one thing to the next right yeah and so when you think about like your your definition your definition sounds a lot like or what comes to my mind is a renaissance man or a renaissance person and when i think about it that way you know it's somebody who's, who's well-rounded they're not typically waiting on the traditional mode of education they're a free thinker you know like all these things that are important right and and so for me it's something that you said before the show started that you can master multiple things and and the mastering of multiple things is based on the the capacity that you have mm -hmm. um to be faithful with what you have mm, right yeah, and so i'm 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 cool on how, how we've landed this definition of jack of all trades but it does make me think about people like like you said, like uh, Michelangelo or or people like Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King wasn't just a pastor. He wasn't just a civil rights activist. Right. right? He, he he was a community engagement leader. I mean, all mm. these things were true of him, but he had the capacity to steward it well. Yeah. That man. Come on, pastor. Talking about serving <laughs> well and, uh, you know, being faithful with little, know you know what I'm coming. saying? The talents, know you coming. know, I, but yeah. I, I love that because that's kind of why I kind of go that way instead of just the, oh, like you said, hopping around because that's mm -hmm. never been me. Like, even though I use this series to highlight other people, of course, However, the show is at the core based on my life. So I feel like I can define a jack of all trades the way that I do because I know I haven't hopped around. I know I've been extremely faithful. Something that's always stuck yeah. with me when I left Bridge is you saying how I was faithful till the very end. Like my last day serving was my last day serving and I served at the same uh, excitement and the same like energy as right. when I started. And I never really thought that was odd until the further I got in my career, I started seeing that people that, you know, they don't, they're not faithful, but I right. feel like, and I don't know if you said this or somebody else said this, but the way you end something is generally the way you start the next thing. Whoever told me that that has stuck with me and being wow. faithful to continue oh to build on. So with that, yes, you can be well-rounded and add on. You can't add, I mean, you can add on if you're not faithful, but how are you going to be faithful to the next thing? If you weren't even faithful to this, how mm. is that next mm. thing going to really grow? If you didn't steward well, whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. So I love that. I like that. And I, it really, I'm a fan of the Renaissance pictures um, and stuff like that. Cause it's just such an interesting era of art and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so as you're an entrepreneur and you're solving problems, let's talk about shift Omaha because what I noticed 
when I started doing research, because you know how you know, you know what people are doing, but then when you're trying to have them come on and talk about it, you want to make sure you know <laughs> what, you, <laughs> what right. you're talking about. And so when I went to your website, what I love, 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 because I had saw when you had hired your, is she's the director, correct? The, yeah, yeah. So I saw that and I'm like, oh, that's dope. Just off the strength of it being a black woman yeah. in a director position. I'm like, yes, I love it. But then once I went to your website and I started looking at your leadership, their faces that I know came through the program, you know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. it, there's such a culture within Shift Omaha that I love within any company where you raise up from within the people that have mm -hmm. been faithful, the people that have worked hard and shown whatever, instead of just bringing in people from mm -hmm. the outside. Sometimes you do have to bring people in from the outside. I get that. But I love companies that, are more about promoting from within because I feel like it increases employee morale and right. gives people hope like, Oh, I can move up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can do more than what I'm doing now, if that's their desire. But I definitely want you to talk about that, but just in general, what even birthed the idea for shift Omaha? Because you don't see, you're kind of starting to see it a little bit more people trying to equip, right. but uh, more often you see, you ask people stuff and they don't tell you <laughs> anything about how they got to where they got. They just want right. to be there. Nah, I'm here. I made it. You know what I'm saying? But made they're it. not trying to raise people up, but that's, that's never been you. So what birthed shift Omaha? Yeah, I think it goes back to when I when I actually transitioned out of Bridge Church and and moved to Colorado and, and started a church there and ended up starting a business. And so as I as I thought about it, I said, man, it, it's one thing for me to bear fruit. It's one thing for me to be successful. It's one thing for me to grow the bag. But what good does growing the bag do if I'm not helping the people around me grow the bag, helping them identify problems that needed that they need to solve? And so out of that frustration and challenge, I started Thrive Colorado Springs, uh, which was an entrepreneurship incubator um, that existed to develop communities um, of color. And so that took me on a journey. The mayor got behind it, the Regional Business Alliance. I mean, it gave us a million dollars and and we just became that organization in southeast Colorado Springs that, you know, promoted raising up the next generation of entrepreneurs. And so armed with that, I learned a lot, eventually came back to Omaha and sat on the idea of does Omaha, does North Omaha need an incubator? Does it need another incubator? There were other incubators that were already popping before I came back. And so I sat on it for a couple of years mm -hmm. and I felt like the answer came to me that there may be other incubators, but their thumbprint is, just like you have, a, I have a unique thumbprint. Yeah. So does organizations have a unique thumbprint. And, and one of the uniquenesses about Shift Omaha is is number one that it's indigenously led. Come on, mm -hmm. it's 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 not just somebody who started a program from the outside and brought it to the inside. Right. Because mm. that that type of toxicity hmm. promotes economic injustice and social yeah. injustice and so that, that and and so armed with that and then the idea of of indigenous leadership that's the face and act, they're actually leading is is just our dna and so for shift Omaha, right. as we rallied around this this new venture and idea we thought man what if what if 10 percent of north omaha was shifted into an entrepreneurial mindset what would a shift in being a problem solver coming from a problem creator to a problem solver. Come on, man. How would that impact our community? Mm. And so we, we, we got audacious and said, well, let's shift Omaha. Let's not just provide business skills, mechanics, all those things. Let's actually work with the mindset. And I think that's yeah. the other shift for us. A lot of us who came out the street or came out of an unproductive life, we have entrepreneurs they may need to be honed in. They need to be they may need to be actualized. Uh, but the biggest thing for us is helping people shift 
in the way that they think in their mindset. And, and we believe that if we can if we can get people to shift their mind, we can get them to change their life. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> you said you just said so there, man. Uh, man, that, Charles, that was a- Charles, Charles, a product of that. Now, obviously, Charles, um, him and I have been rocking for a minute. Um, and so a lot of what we have in Shift Omaha, he's he's been privy to just by relationship and, and yeah. business he started. But being in Shift, I'd say it at least helped him think through some things, not just working in your business. A lot of people where we come from, we know how to work in because yeah. we've been so busy working on somebody else's business right? Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. and, and paying somebody else's mortgage. So, I've been thinking like, bro, when you, when you say like, like, uh, as like, we come from like, like the hood, even though we have the entrepreneur, like skills, like the hustle to grind, I think that shift is so important. Like in that mindset, which go back to that, like skeleton foundation, you can have like the hustle and all that good stuff. But without that shift in the mindset, it's hard to run a business. And, and like he just said, not just work in the business, the place of a job. We, we really good at that but also let the business run and that gives opportunity to people b- behind you or below you. And then you, you, you push them up. And then of course, that's how we get that, that ladder in our community to like keep growing and keep building businesses and keep thriving together. I, I think people miss that point of like, yeah, it's easy to run a, a self-made business, but we're doing this to, mm-hmm. to get the community and bring everybody together. And that's how we grow together, which, you know what I'm saying? It's a big word. So. Yeah. And I, and I see shift like a, like a, uh, a weapon, in the hands of the unfortunate, a weapon in the hands of the underdog. Um, because the reality is a lot of us, there's a lot of opportunities out there, right? Uh, but but the gap between accessing those opportunities and the reality is so wide, right? Another thing I think is important is, man, does what we offer, is it contextualized for our people? And that's, that's the beauty of indigenous. It's like, and, and not just indigenous, but so shift is a social model in and of itself. What do I mean by that? If somebody started an incubator that doesn't look like me, Come on. it would hinder someone coming through the doors, not because that program isn't good, but because the cultures are different. People who create programs outside of understanding a culture will always disenfranchise the people that they want to reach. And, 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 and that's how we end up creating organizations of injustice in inner cities like ours. The, the unique thumbprint, I'm going to piggyback off that, um, mainly because you are right. There are many different... Um, and I feel like in all realms of um, even there's so many podcasts, there's so many hairstylists, there's so many. I mean, there's even a lot of mobile detailing companies. Mm-hmm. I could think of like three of people that I see that do that. So there's always more than one of most things, you know what I'm saying? But I love that you highlighted the importance of but what you do is needed. Like you have the people that God has specifically designed that are going to be able to be successful because of the way that you pour into them mm-hmm. and the way that you explain business principles plainly, because I, I'll see, you know, just even me knowing how you are, you're a very educated person, but you don't over talk people or talk down on people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's important because how is someone going to actually be responsible to not just work for their business, but run it and market it and all that stuff if they don't even understand the foundation and the basic principles of what they're supposed to do? So if people just use a lot of business language, that's cool. But what does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I love that because. And then also the man representation is important. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. you see, you see nonprofits here where we live that we can be the, 
the ground floor workers so we can be the frontline workers we can be the program workers and that's that's great but then when you get into upper management board director level and all that you don't see people that look like the people that they're trying to serve and what's crazy about that is especially if you have a program that's like like kids or something like that Mm. if kids are seeing this you're maybe not on purpose i'm not going to say it's malicious but what you're doing is you're ultimately creating this ceiling of you can only go this far like you can do these type of things but when it comes to being the executive director heck being the accountant you know what i'm saying just anything that's out of the typical I guess we'll we'll just say program. I'll say it like that. And I feel like mm-hmm. that ultimately, without being intentional, because I'm not going to say everybody doesn't intentionally. Some people maybe do, but I try to believe the best about people. So unintentionally, what you're doing is then you have these stereotypes of, oh, black people don't do this. Black people don't do that, which that thoroughly irritates me because in my black skin if i'm doing something black people do it you know what i'm saying like so i love 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 the importance of representation that's what i know and i'm not saying and i know you're not someone who is saying only black people need to work together like forget white people you couldn't be like that because so i know that's not what it is and that's what i love because i think there does need to be some work done we'll just start in our city we'll just we won't even get into the world and all that right there does need to be work done but i just feel like the pendulum swings too far when you get into saying only black people and nobody else because that's basically the opposite of the problem we're trying to fix just the other way and so i love Mm -hmm. seeing though that the people that are leaders within shift omaha are man that they are people who came through the program that you saw whatever in them such as with charles to say hey man, this person, yeah, they might have came through the program, but it just, it's almost like you're not acting like, because this is another thing you see with certain nonprofits, just in general, because I've worked for different ones or just kind of pay attention to the way people word things or do stuff. You're not one of those people who are like, oh, I did this, look what I did, and like almost hold it over their heads in a sense like you empower people to do what they believe god has called them to do or the universe or whatever because i know you don't only let believers come through your program you know what i'm saying so whatever they believe they're supposed to do you are just empowering them to be able to do that but then to see y'all come together for on the pond where i see y'all are co-owners i don't see it as you promoting it like yeah this is me but yeah charles is doing it too you know what i'm saying because some people you do see some people have that mindset oh if it wasn't for me you wouldn't whoop woo um and so i've i think that's what i've loved the most about seeing y'all come together because I always be like, how do people know people? Like, I feel like people that yeah. I know yeah. that I didn't introduce them. I'm like, how y'all know each other? You're my cousin. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't introduce y'all. No, nah, but, but that's what I love seeing because, Charles, I had saw when you graduated from the program because you posted the pictures. Mm-hmm. It hasn't even been six months, and it's like, nah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Um. So before we get into On the Pond, let's talk about your journey, Charles. Now, you've always been a really good worker at every job that, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, that I've known nah. of you working at. Yeah. Um, but what at what point, because it's like the last time we talked, you were not running your own business. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then we talked, I think it was last year, and it's like, Oh wow, that's dope. Like, so what kind of 
what what made that shift where you're like, you know what, I'm tired of working for people, which let me say this, y'all out there, working for people sometimes is okay, like, yeah. because it's not all on you. It's a lot on you, you know, shifting from being a really good employee to being a really good owner. So yeah. what, what sparked that? What has your journey been like? Okay, so I want to say I'm super grateful for your comment that I was a really good worker because, like, that's kind of where I get it all from. It's like my first thing I would say is I was a really good worker. I worked a lot of jobs, and I was kind of like that definition of jack of trades you said earlier. Like, I would I would go work a job, and after I feel like I was maxed out because I knew I couldn't get that CEO position, right? So I knew after I was uh, at the front of the teller line and I'm making big decisions – I said, all right, it's time to quit. <laughs> mm. I, would call my, I would call my mom and tell her this, and she would say, but it's a really good job. And I'm like, I know, but it's, it's my time to go, you know, and uh, I did that with, like, debt collection, airport. Um, I, was, I was in sales to get my, my background in sales, and I will work at these jobs just to get, like, the entrepreneur. And, and that's where I think I became, like, I always was gifted to be an entrepreneur, but I had to go and work those jobs first. Like, I mean, anger management is going to teach you to be kind, you know, to talk to people. Um, and one day, um, I was working at the airport and I worked there for a really long time and, uh, I was getting called like, you know, racist names and racist comments. And I'm like, this, this, no, this can't be real. This is the airport. You know, it's like, this is like everybody neutral. And I called, I, I, and this was me and Myron was like, we, we like, we deep in it, but we wasn't like how we is now. And I said, man, I said, he's my mentor. I said, Hey, Myron, I said, they called me, you know, uh, N word at my job, man. He's like, what should I, I was like, what should I do? He said, this is what he told me. I'll never forget. He said, no one's ever going to believe you. You got to get it on camera. And mm -hmm. I'm like, man, it sucks because he, it was so true. Like, he said, no one's ever going to believe you. Like, I can't just go and tell the truth. Like, you know, so I went back and I went with my camera on in my video. And I actually got it. Yo, I got it. I called him back and said, I got it, man. I got it. They said it again. And, uh, you know, I fouled and stuff with the state uh, and, let's say, Nebraska and sent them the footage and all this stuff. And they deemed it not as racism. Like literally not as but and they fired me and I it wasn't retaliation. And um so after that, like wait, and, and, wait, 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 yeah. wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I usually <laughs> I try not to like interrupt people. Hold up. So they yeah. called you the N-word. <laughs> oh, oh, it was bad. On Porch camera. Porch monkey. Wow. Talked about my mom asked me like maybe like about you know like dad jokes, like not having dad around and stuff like that. And oh, that's it was, it was not, the N-word, that was enough. That was that's enough, not racism. Know. Come on. State of Nebraska. State of Nebraska deemed it not as racism. I and mean, like it's an airline, so like of course, the lawyer, yeah, I mean, you're going to need a couple of million. You know, they, they got mm -hmm. stuff like that all day long. You know, so. Uh, and so at that point in my life, like I knew that I wasn't in control no more and that I, nothing I could do would get my satisfaction. So then I, you know, I gave it to God and uh, and and I ended up like, you know, quit my job and start integrity. And um, it was slow and I was still scared to run it. I did. I feel like I got kind of pushed into it. Or I would never have went, you know, and. um you know, by the grace mm. of God, it's just been it's been such a blessing and a payoff. And it's like, um, I always been good at cleaning, and so I kind of just like shifted to what I like to do. Um, I was good with people all the time, so now I know I can talk myself into you know clients and and, and just hard working. You know, so I knew the work was going to get completed and done. So, I mean, it, it's 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 been like a big blessing for me. But I did, like I said, working those jobs those like 10, 12 years since I was a teenager. Though that's what built this. So. I can't say without that, it's gonna be tough. Like it's gonna it's, it's gonna be tough anyways, though. But like I'm grateful for my experiences too, though. Like I mean, the emotional ones, the physical ones. I mean, just the, the mental ones. I mean, just all of it. I'm super grateful because without that, I mean, I, I don't know where I would be. You know what I'm saying? So I'm mm -hmm. just super grateful. The journey prepares you for where you're going. Mm -hmm. Always, I love that because people often want to own their own business and I would never discourage anybody from doing that. I mean, I would be a hypocrite if I did, but I always let people know that the journey's preparing you. So like you said, the things that you learned about sales, about working with people, um, about conflict resolution and mm -hmm. all that good stuff. And even having gone through that experience with, that airline that you worked for, 
even I feel like some stuff like that is like, this is stuff teaching you what not to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but ultimately it's, it's always preparing you. Um, but yeah, you've definitely been a good worker and you have to be a good employee. You ha you do yeah. have to have that discipline if you're going to run your own company mm -hmm. because there's, cause that's when like, there's, you're accountable to yourself. Like, yeah, you may have investors and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but if you don't have, and even when you have that, at the end of the day, you have to hold yourself accountable right. to it. Um, so then you went through Shift Omaha. So yeah. that's a, it's a 16 week program, I think I read. Yep. Yeah, it's 16 weeks, but I think that even like having a relationship, like, back, you know, like when you, you said you like the points that Martin put out as far as like disciple or putting like, you know, pouring into someone, it's like, this was my, my guy, my mentor. So he poured into me those years without even me even I, I was shifting and i didn't even know it but i mean he like and then it's like i'm a shift i'm a shift you pass entrepreneur i'm a shift you to serial entrepreneur business owner opportunity giver you know disciple makers like then now we're gonna we're gonna shift you to like and, and not not the next me but like we're gonna build keep building you like when i got somebody next to me i can pour a lot into them and so just the years of us being friends and just mentoring and just like you know father son is like he's poured so much into me to now i can go pour into somebody so you know and, and, and shift for 16 weeks for me is like, yeah, I got to shift with this guy for five years. But the 16 weeks really got me like locked in, focused. It'd be the small things we missed that that we need just to get the engine running, you know. And so after I went through shift, I think I turned myself up to another level to, to now. I was like, all right, now I'm also business. Now we're looking at seven streams of income. Now we're looking at, you know, giving somebody a business, you know, like letting them start and then seeing stuff grow from there. So. I think I, I I shifted way more than just you know sixteen weeks. This guy like, but yeah, sixteen weeks. Yeah, Myron, what are some of the without saying too much, but like, what are some of the core? Okay, two questions. One, how does somebody? Because there are listeners all over, you know, the country, the world. I guess I really should say. So there are mm -hmm. there may be people in Omaha that they are wanting to start, you know, a business, but it can be scary when you don't know where to start. And I love that it's 16 weeks because I feel like it's long enough to kind of go in depth with, I don't even know what y'all teach, but I just know what is kind of yeah. needed from mm -hmm. what I've learned from my experience. So I can only imagine, but like in that 16 weeks, shifting the mind, that is so, I love how you focus that because you focused on that because if you don't shift your mindset, it's kind of where you have those, you see it a lot with athletes where they still have the poverty mindset, but then they get millions of dollars. Right. Nobody understands why they're broke quickly after because their mindset never shifted. So if somebody wants to be a part of shift Omaha, how do they be a part of it? And then also what are just some of like the core I guess teaching topics that y'all focus on within yeah, the program. I think, I think for us also, the what's important to us is that the program is a a part of an ecosystem, and I think that's a, the other different the, the other differentiator is that we're not just trying to create a good program; we're trying to build a great ecosystem. And so, but within that sixteen weeks, there are three three kind of components. Number one is the training component. And that's where we uh, take entrepreneurs through uh, the, the, the eight different shifts that are necessary to, to become a great entrepreneur. Right. And then there's the, the mentoring side of things. So then we, we partner with, with the business, <coughs> excuse me, we partner with the business community. And the reason why we do that, is because a lot of our people lack social capital. So we'll have a, a person like my friend Bill Stevens, who owns We Stevens um, accounting firm. We'll come have him, you know, attend on a Saturday and they're required two to three times a month to join our mentoring session. So we'll have a bill come in and bill. Number one shows us shares his story. Number two talks about the best practices of legal structures and taxes and things like that. 
and then gives our people an opportunity to engage in dialogue. So what that does is, number one, helps inform where they need to be in their business as it pertains to one of those disciplines. Secondly, we create a we start a new relationship. Right. And so social capital is being increased because we already know it's who you know that changes your net worth, Mm -hmm. not just what you know. Mm -hmm. Right. And then thirdly, there's a resource component. We say, hey, um, as an organization, let's do what we can to get into your hands, a micro grant. Let's do what we can to get into your hands, um, a, a laptop. Let's do what we can to get into your hands, uh, you taking your next step in, in your business based on the relationships that we have. Right. So that that's that's the 16 weeks. But then also after they step out of that 16 weeks, the goal is is them joining our our business networking group which is a part of the ecosystem right and then we've we're, we're adding uh the endowment fund the endowment fund gives us the ability to to build a big enough bag where we can accrue interest and then use that as uh, micro micro funding micro grant funding for our entrepreneurs uh the other thing is in our ecosystem that we're dreaming about is a financial institution Right? Yeah, man. People need an opportunity like us because here's the thing: when we talk yeah. about getting funding, there are two big hurdles: the credit score and the criminal history. Yeah, those two make it hard for anybody um, to 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 make it right. And so, those are hurdles we want to grow over. Obviously, there's there's more to the ecosystem that we're learning, um, but those who are successful are those that have been faithful to um, attending our training, being mentored, and, and us coming alongside to help resource them. That's, uh, it's, it's intense, and I like that. <laughs> and the reason why I like that is because if, um, if you have a program that's too quick or just kind of like tells them what they need to do but doesn't walk alongside them as needed in some instances. If you don't connect them with someone that can walk alongside them, that can be problematic. Um, But also I'm seeing a lot of, no, let's, let's back up the, the networking with people, man, like (laughs) in my life, it has been who I know has been why I've been able to walk through certain doors. Now I knew what I needed to know to stay there. And I knew what I, you know, was a good worker and all that stuff. But there have literally like people will mention your name in rooms that you're not even in when you know the right people that are that are for you. And that are hold on. Oh, okay. When you know the right people that are for you and um actually you know trying to empower you but i'm seeing a lot of talk lately about having more basically banks built and stuff like that and just a lot of the hurdles that we face trying to get funding i mean even just loans and home ownership and and we're not going to get into the history of what that has right. looked like or, or, here. Should, or should we? <laughs> I mean, we can, you know what I'm saying? Because that probably plays a part into why you guys are doing things the way that you're doing. So we definitely can. Um, but I just, I like that there's a, a big thing of marketing is what problem are you trying to solve? Like that's right. ultimately one of the biggest, it's the reason why commercials advertise the way they do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so i love it but let's let's get into own the pond you know yeah yeah what made how did y'all come up with that idea and when did you come up with it because i know that when an idea's birth isn't always necessarily when the public hears about it well like it's been brewing in the heart of black people since we came to this country yeah it's it's actually been brewing in us. Like when we come over on the ships and, and, and our labor is used to build a country work, right. Mm-hmm. Um, enforced by the dark side of capitalism. 
then our ancestors deep down wanted to not only be free, they wanted to own something that belonged to them. And the powers to be who were the owners um, built everything on the back of us and, and along mm -hmm. with other different people groups. And so for us, we've always been told and, and not just told, we've been showed that, that, we have something to offer you. Get in line at this pantry so we can mm -hmm. give you food, so we can give you some fish. We know that in our community, right? We, I grew up in the project, standing at the, you know, at the top of the hill, waiting in the pantry line. And, and there's mm -hmm. a, a level of, of uh, fuzziness that people feel when they, when, when they want to be philanthropic. Problem is, to toxic philanthropy is, is, is pillaging our community. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we're told, give a man a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And what that says to me is work. I'm going to teach you something where you can work in a job and fund somebody else's dream for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And then you die and that you're and then your kids don't get anything. And so I thought, you know, we, we thought that there's a better way and there's a different way to not just, you know, be fed fish, be taught how to fish. Right. Actually on the pond. So the whole idea of on the pond is a metaphor. And we know that metaphors change stories. If I see myself as, as an empty bucket, metaphorically, then every decision, action or inaction, mindset, belief, and my behaviors are consistent with the metaphors that, that, that we use to see ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so on the pond is, is an opportunity for us to consider another metaphor that actually ownership really does matter and legacy really does matter and inheritance really does matter mm -hmm. and how we build wealth, not just for our lifetime, but for the next generations, right? Right. Uh, 200 years is how we see it. Right. We, we need to build dynasties. One thing China has taught the world is the power of a dynasty. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and if we can and if we could grasp the idea of ownership, then we can be more dynastic in our approach to the future. Right. What would you add, Charles? I would just add to back to that ownership. I don't think we understand that ownership. Bring, and I always say this, too, but it's like you buy yourself something nice. And then it comes that it comes responsibility upkeep maintenance but i think we forget too that like with that like those pieces of like um like the maintenance the accountability like you grow people behind you so i don't think we forget like i love owning the pond but it's not just me to get up there and be like i own something it's so i can feed the people behind me too and show them the same thing like i don't own nothing because my mom didn't own nothing we ain't never own nothing for real you know what i'm saying it's like and now i'm breaking out right now i'm gonna start as an owner and then my kids will be owners and i ain't grown owners and I think as a community, and I'm and I'm really stuck on community basis, like that grows. So like if I build a relationship with this guy and and my kid and now his son, now they work with each other. And that's how we keep the community growing because our community is slowly dying as we as we know. Um, but that's how we keep it growing and, and keep growing as as a unity, as like together, as people. It really so, is I mean, that's a, that, that's really what I was saying. Yeah, it really is a message of hope. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's like everything yeah. we do. I don't think there's like there's more than one way to own a pond. Like, you know, it's like I don't it, it's hard to really say what it means all the time for right. Right now in my season of life is it's business is growing, but it's not just to own. It's like mm -hmm. what I'm going to do with this ownership and, uh, and responsibility that comes with it as well, too, is huge. So. So you guys have apparel. You have a podcast. What yeah. can they expect? When does that launch? And what can they expect as far as like, what are you going to talk about? How consistently are you guys going to drop? Just because I'm all about, man, go listen to them. I'm, I'm not right, going to, like, that's not what you're going to get on this show. And people can definitely listen to more than one podcast. And y'all see the gems they're dropping now imagine that just if that's the whole episode you know what i'm saying especially mm -hmm. for those yeah. of y'all that want to even just be inspired you may already own a business but you never mm -hmm. are done growing and evolving as long as you're still breathing so what can they expect with that yeah so i, I you you can expect 
to to draw from a pool of experiences and perspectives mm-hmm. and walk away equipped with with conversations and tools that that can help you foster ownership. We want people to walk away and close their laptop, close their phone saying, all right, let's get busy owning the pond. It's going to be an opportunity to learn about best business practices, paradigms, perspectives. We'll have guests on, um, but it's really an equipping. It's a lab for people to come in and and be equipped. And uh, we're not professionals, but we are practitioners. So you're going to get mm-hmm. practitioners, um, you know, weekly that are, you know, going through the same thing we're going through. Like maybe you want to become a homeowner. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're 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 wrestling with not having a bank that 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 want to back you. How do you how do you get started on your home? How much how much does it cost? What's the percentage? What's the breakdown? Yeah. Are there, are there, you know, so we're just going to go there. It's just me. It's just Myron and Chuck. We're just going to go there. Life is happening. We want to invite people into the life. I would right? say raw. I would say raw too. Like we find ourselves in these like deep organic conversations, and like we want people to be able to hear this. And, and another big thing too is all out of love. Like you said, we're not experts at this, you know, but we do like love what we do and and love to love on people and just and watch our grow. So it's like I want people just to listen and just like man, but like them dudes is they're just chopping it up. Like don't take it, don't take it, you know to the heart just chop it up and, and, and just get some game from it and just and go do you you know what i'm saying it's like so it's free content so yeah you know they should appreciate it regardless yeah. that's always my motto um where can people purchase on the pond apparel on the pond apparel.com <laughs> we make yeah. it easy for y'all same for the, for the promo use promo code otp25 OTP twenty five for a twenty five discount. We got okay. we got some new drops too. I'm talking hot, they hot. OTP twenty five. I'm gonna put that in the. I'm gonna put um all your like social media handles in the episode notes, the links to your websites and all that good stuff, so they can follow you or buy stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, before we go. One piece of advice, I mean, you've actually dropped lots of piece of advice through this whole episode, but what is one piece of advice that you would want to leave with my listeners to just really get them going after they're done listening to this episode? And it doesn't have to be related to owning a business, just whatever. Yeah, two words come to my mind. And Tamara, I've seen this in your life. That's where you've been an inspiration with with everything that you've gone through. And like just to see where you're at today, your podcast, you're helping equip people with business, your your apparel um, and 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 all that you accomplish. What comes to my mind as a piece of advice is don't quit. Don't quit. Nike say just do it. But I say just don't quit. Mm. I appreciate that. (laughs) I love that. I like flipping it too. Don't quit. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Um, and so what I would say is like, and just, oh, I got to say it again, but seeing y'all just two on here together, like all of us together is making my heart just like super warm, but <laughs> like, no, for real, man. Cause like, like I would say like invest in like real relationships, man, like genuine ones, like ones you can see yourself 10 years on the road with and y'all both growing and, and uplifting each other. Like, and I also want to just say, I think relationships are weird. Like, as far as, like, they're going to be uncomfortable. Um, it's going to be hard conversations like that. But, like, the only time you grow is when you're uncomfortable. So, mm. they say, they say uh, when you're on the edge of comfort zone, that's when you know you're growing. And I would just say, like, get uncomfortable, y'all. Like, rock with somebody, man, and just and get tight with them and just grow together and then build up other people. It's, like, it's super important. So, that will be mine. Love it, love it, love it. Fellas, man, thank you. Thank you so yes. much for your time. I know y'all are super to be busy. The rest of y'all listening, make sure you take care of your mental, emotional, spiritual, physical health. Be healthy in your relationships. Wear your mask, you know what I'm saying? When you're <laughs> out here. Uh, I ain't gonna say nah. You know what? I am a fan just because 
I can't believe we used to breathe the same air as people. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot of stuff, and it's cold season, and yeah. I don't know. So that's that's definitely why I'm saying it. I don't know where we're at with COVID anymore. We don't hear about it anymore, and so you know. You know whatever. when I when I uh, when I went to Tokyo a couple of years ago, everybody has a mask in public, and, and it's a cultural. Um, it's a cultural thing where they like if you come out with a cold, they just like, hey, I'm going to cover up to protect everybody. So it's very interesting the way that other countries view like taking care of one another, preferring one another. Mm. Um, so I learned a lot just being in that culture. Yeah, you are very well traveled. I'm, I'm seeing you are out here <laughs> going all kinds of places. It'll change oh. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and let them get up out of here. They have stuff to do. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you all come back next week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gents, this concludes transmission. Tune in next time for a whole new edition, another adventure and mission to share, be heard, and clarify the vision of this whole new world for... Damn.